Hey, welcome in to Man Child Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, Michael, John, and Jay. Tonight, we're going to movie roulette review, Hot Potato, and the Great Eight of Bad Video Game Movies. Not, not your best intro there, bud. Nope. <laughs> I almost, I wanted to say... I have on my sheet of paper episode 80, and it threw me off really fast. <laughs> Why does episode 80 throw you off? Because I, I was, right. was going to say old. it in my head. I was going to say it real quick, and then I read it, and then it just... Did you even up. say cronies? I didn't hear you say cronies. He didn't say cronies. He you know, was lost the whole time. I it, haven't it, messed up on an intro for a while, so it's a pretty good streak I had going that's, there, that's, too. De- that's debatable. It felt like it felt like that that intro felt like you on your wedding night just trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> All right, let's get hey, in the let's get in the movie out. roulette review. Are you feeling lucky, punk? It's time to play movie roulette. By the Man Child Chronicles. Cronies, I hope you all watched the movie Street Fighter with us from 1994, starring Jean Claude Van Damme. The movie adaptation from a video game, Street Fighter, which was popular in the late 80s, early 90s, came out on arcade and then to Sega. Very fun. Street Fighter 2, if you guys didn't know, the video game was the first video game where you could fight one-on-one individually. I did not know. I did not Hmm. know that either until I just read it. Uh, $35 million budget did $99.4 million in the box office. So we will let uh, Jay... Start this movie roulette review since this was his movie that he picked. I'm sure he watched it and enjoyed it. Jay, go ahead and give us your review of this movie. And for our listeners, it is very important to know we have a two minute time limit for uh, these reviews. The reason for that is is twofold. Number one, Jay never shuts up. Number two, really, this came into play uh, a few roulettes ago. When Ryan uh, described the movie we were reviewing scene for scene, and we kept waiting for him to jump to the end, and he never did. So now we have a two-minute rule. So, Jay, we are looking forward to your review, and that time begins now. So I want to give a shout-out in my two minutes to Mr. Raul Julia. This was the last film he ever made. Uh Raul Julia died in 1994 at the age of 54 due to complications from his stomach cancer that he had for three years. Uh, He had a stroke while in the hospital, went into a coma, never woke up. Interesting fact, no one knew that he had stomach cancer except for his wife and the doctors. No one else in Hollywood knew, so he did it before Chadwick Boseman made it popular. Anyways, oh. uh, he won several oh. Tony Awards. <laughs> he won several Tony Awards throughout his career for his time on Broadway. Um, he didn't get into Hollywood until 1985. Um, in between 1985 and 1994, he did 18 movies. Uh, in 1990, he was voted uh, the most uh, busiest actor in Hollywood. Uh, he won a Golden Globe during that time and a couple of Saturn Awards. Um, In 2017, he was voted as one of the best actors to never win an Oscar. Unfortunately, Street Fighter wasn't the answer. Um, He was, in my opinion, the best part of Street Fighter, Um, but that movie was just a hot mess and needed a lot of help. While Raul Julia laid it in the hospital bed, Dying in 1994, he was reading the script of Desperado. He was preparing for his role of Bucho in that movie, who was the main antagonist. So his career was not yet over. Um, he had plenty of movies left um, in the tank. 
And I'm very sad that we didn't get to see more of Mr. Raul Julia because that is a good actor. That's all I got. Wow, did that he was go dead on? That was a dead on. He literally stopped it dead on. <laughs> Were you timing it on that? It end? felt like nope, it went about ten all. minutes long. <laughs> it felt long, but it was uh, it was right on time. Whatever. I thought I gave some good facts. All right, let's hear, let's let's hear some facts. Let's hear some things about the movie. John, why don't you give us a review? Here's some facts about the movie. When I was a kid in the '90s, probably eight or nine, and the movie was playing, um, I wasn't impressed with that movie then when I was eight or nine. So now, being a 30, <laughs> 30 year old male that I am now, and having to watch this movie again, it was the same exact feeling as I was in, when I was a kid. I was not impressed by this movie at all. It was very poorly done, very poorly scripted, just poor effects, uh, $35 million budget, I think, which is really high for mid-90s, and uh, it still turned a profit, $99 million worldwide at the box office somehow, but I'm glad they did not make more. I am, I'm glad Raul Julia got to show how great of an actor he is with such a terrible script. The worst parts of the movie to me is I think the had John claude Van Damme fake die five times, I counted, throughout the film, <laughs> where he died, but he didn't, and then he came back. Like, I don't understand why they were, like, after the fifth time, they do it again at the very end, and you're just like, come on. Like, oh, no, he finally died. Oh, man. Oh, it's over, man. Game over, man. Uh, the other thing that really just stood out to me was when uh route when raul julia's character died mr bison his suit was programmed to bring him back to life and gave him cpr electric shock therapy and then he was able to come back for one final fight with john claude van damme the power of his suit so he was like the original iron man uh in a sense on the film so hmm, very good very good so, overall i would give the movie one out of five man child stars uh, thank Ooh. God it's free on Tubi, because if I had to pay $4 to watch that piece of heart hot garbage, I would have quit this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very nice. Michael, what do you got? Well, just a few quick little points. Not the best movie overall. That This is the game. You know, This is why we play the game, is to watch movies like this. So two quick notes. Number one, toward the beginning of the movie... Jean-Claude Van Damme breaks, like, the main rule of law enforcement and army, and he's like, Charlie, hang in there, buddy. We're coming to get you. And, yeah. like, totally gave away <laughs> that, like, there's a friendly over there. And so that was a really just dumb, weak plot point that I was a little perturbed about. The main thing that I want to take the rest of my time on, uh, which I thought was interesting, this movie visually was pretty cool. It had this kind of, like... It had that 90s grunge, like the sets were cool, the locations were cool, but this movie caused a very big problem because Joel Schumacher looked at it and went, hmm, I could do this with Batman. <laughs> and three years later, we got Batman and Robin, and if you stack these movies right up against each other, we can blame Batman and Robin on Street Fighter because it's the same comedy or lack thereof, the same grungy 90s look, the whole deal. So Street Fighter inspired Joel Schumacher to give us what he did, and it's just a series of unfortunate things that keep dominoing back to back to back. So um, I will give it a two out of five man-child stars just because I do believe that there was some money put into the sets and the design, and it is cool to watch um, from a uh, a sets and uh, material standpoint, but the movie is significantly lacking in every other area. It's all about that cinematography with Mike. I love it. Yeah. I didn't I say cinematography this time. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> I didn't say cinematography this time. <laughs> all right. Uh, so a couple of things on this one. It came out and competed with the Santa Claus and Dumb and Dumber at the same time. So I thought that was pretty oh, wow. good that it still did that. And it came out after Double Dragon, a month after Double Dragon. And we all know Double Dragon was even worse than this movie. 
Uh, third Royal Julia. The only thing I want to say, add on to Jay's is, uh, if you don't know who that is, that was uh, Gomez Adams from the Adams Family movies. Kylie Minogue, who's definitely a better singer than an actress, and she's not that good of a singer. Um, <laughs> Ming Nay Wan, the lady in this one, she's on Boba Fett and the voice of Mulan. Oh. Andrew Brzezinski. That was the only funny guy in the whole movie, the guy with the the beard and the mohawk, the big bulky guy, and he goes, yep. we're getting paid for this, and uh, <laughs> that's my favorite line of the movie, and it was at the very end. He was in, uh, he was a Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and was oh, in wow. the program in Any Given Sunday. Uh, this movie starts off with uh, fun music, and then de- goes right into gloom and doom music, and goes to... The General Bison breaking necks of of people, so I thought that was weird. In a kids a kids video adaptation movie, we go right to him breaking people's necks and killing them. And John Cla- and then very next scene, John Clan Van Dam uh, giving everybody the uh, the bird signal with his arm. So that was interesting. But this movie is is very lazy writing, corny scenes. Um, just re- a bunch of ridiculousness, a lot of lulls that make you take naps during the movie, and yet I still enjoyed it a little bit. I give it a two and a half out of five man star for the Manchild Chronicles. Wow. One thing um, one thing that I did forget to say that was so funny is that they were so confident in this movie that they were setting up the evolution of characters thinking it was going to be a franchise. Not even close. <laughs> no, it was. I looked it up. It was close. They had it all set up. Dolph Lundgren was going to be in it. It was Jean-Claude Van Damme. They had a cast and everything, and it fell through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wonder why. For very good reason, Ryan. For very good reason. Did you guys um, know that this movie had a post-credit scene? Really? Yeah. I Somehow didn't stick around for that. Oh, Did you not man. stick around for after the credits? <laughs> after the credits, it uh, it focuses on the the place where Raul Julia died, and his character, his fists come flying through the rubble, showing that he's still alive. General Bison ah. did not die. Ah. Okay, so so when did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out, and did they steal that from Teenage nope. Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Teenage Mutant. I looked it up. Ninja Turtles came out in 1990. So they stole that from the Teenage <laughs> yep. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Now, a funny couple yeah, of things World behind the scenes. World Combat came out the next year after this. Oh, Yeah, John, what do you have? A couple funny things from behind the scenes that I read about was the movie was originally given an R rating. So they recut it, re-edited it, they resubmitted it, and then it came out with a G rating. Yeah, so then they were like, oh, crap, we went too hard. So then they just had Jean-Claude Van Damme go out there. We edited way too hard. So then they just had Jean-Claude Van Damme go out there. We're too good at our job. And they dubbed him saying a couple swear words over some of his lines. So then they would get to PG-13 rating. <laughs> because they didn't want to so G. So we, we still watch the G-rated version? Just yep. like a little cussing? <laughs> yep. But honestly, that makes a lot of sense as to why the movie probably feels really like jagged and weird oh that's so and then, funny uh, and then we kind of Release talked about the, I, I want to see the r-rated version release it <laughs> release yeah. it the sack snyder cut the then Zack we talked snyder about cut. it we talked about kind of last week john claude van damme had a nose candy problem during production and behind the scene facts that he spent ten thousand dollars worth on nose candy a week while filming this production he spent over ten thousand oh dollars a week on nose candy. Oh, wow. It shows those facial expressions. He was ready. <laughs> he was jacked up and ready to go. And then the only other thing I really thought was weird with the script was how it was kind of like the whole script was kind of written like it was leading up towards a world wrestling entertainment pay-per-view main event. Like you had General Guile versus Bison. Like they had that on the cover of magazines. They had like the news reporters going, oh, now we're going to talk to General Guile on the field. I will not be beaten by you, Mr. Bison. And then it just cuts to Mr. Bison on the news talking right back to him in live time. I'm just like, what? It's like a wrestling event is what it was like scripted as. Like it's some wrestling event they're trying to promote. <laughs> you know. I never even thought of that. That's hilarious. That was the only other thing I got. All right. <clears throat> Terrible movie. Again, fun watching it. 
Take a break. We'll be right back. Do you seek the attention and validation of your friends, potential lovers, and the general public? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Official merch from Manchild Chronicle Store. With this merch, you will successfully find best friends, lovers, and the admiration of people whose opinions you should not care about. Want to feel loved? Then buy Manchild Chronicles merch today at manchildchronicles.com. Manchild Merch does not actually help people like or love you. Manchild Merch is not responsible for personal or romantic relationships. See store for details. Not responsible for bear attacks. All right, let's do some Weekly Mustard. The Weekly Mustard! Stories that make life tangy. I don't have much for Weekly Mustard this week, cronies, but what I do have is I was bored out of my mind on Friday because I'm still home by myself. I went to the grocery store to get something to eat. The only thing that caught my eye were State Fair corn dogs. Come five in a pack. Got gypped. There's only four of them in the box. So I was all excited as a fat kid to eat five corn dogs. I only got four corn dogs. But while I was in the neighborhood, I thought, oh, you know what? I think I'll walk around Hobby Lobby while I'm over here because it's right next to uh, Price Cutter. If anybody knows me, I'm not the type of guy who likes to walk around Hobby Lobby. Um, I'm pretty sure they probably thought I was stealing in there or creeping in there the whole time (laughs) because I looked very odd. Were you just going to to lonely wives in there with their kids being like, do you guys need like a father figure just for a couple more days? (laughs) Hey, hey, sport, you want to throw the football around? What do you need? Hey, you want to like come over to my house and play video games? (laughs) (laughs) Honey, honey, let's go to the car. Go to the car, go to the car. Oh. And oh, I drove. Ryan, I drove our. I'm I really drove our sorry. Little, little tiny Buick Enclave car, which is I'm almost bigger than that car, so it's <laughs> coming in out of it. Oh. <laughs> Ryan, I just want to say I'm really sorry that you got gypped on your uh, corn dogs, yeah. but maybe it's a sign. Well, it turns out I really didn't need to eat five of them because I was I was full after about three, and it was gross. About after three, there of them. it is. But sure you, you ate all four. Don't lie. I sure That's did. What I you ate told all four. <laughs> we call that we call that post corn dog clarity, where you get like two corn dogs in, and you're like, "Oh God, what? Oh doing? God, <laughs> what <laughs> happened? Why did I do this? <laughs> Who am I? You know what's funny about a corn dog <laughs> is is when you put it when you when you put a regular hot dog, you can put a hot dog in a microwave for like thirty seconds, and it's good. You know how long those corn dogs take to cook in an oven? How 20 long? minutes. 20 Whoa, minutes. Oh my goodness. That that breading is like adamantium. <laughs> so it's like it's like it takes a while to, for, for the heat to get through there. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. John. Um, well, or Mike, go ahead. Uh well, uh I don't have much either. Um I uh I watched something cool this week. You're going to find out that a lot of my mustard is uh, centered around watching something, but uh, there's a uh, documentary on Netflix about Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a three part uh, deal. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Um, first hey, part Mike, talks. Yeah, Boo Bar is not a documentary, but <laughs> oh. 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 oh, well. Anyway, um, it's a three part limited series. Um, first part is about bodybuilding. Second part is about movies. Third part is about uh, his his time in politics and i'll tell you what that guy super cool i mean i know that it's his documentary so it's going to be very pro arnold but i really enjoyed it and hearing him talk about his view on some things not necessarily just politically but the way he approaches things and kind of it's like a fresh reminder about the american dream too because um it's just interesting to hear him talk and so um, I really enjoyed watching it. My wife watched it with me, and we were both glued to it. We wish there would have been more of it, but um, we watched that over the last couple of days. And so uh, I, I promise you, if you watch it, you'll really enjoy it. But really couple cool questions. Just, so I know yeah. why your wife enjoyed watching Arnold Schwarzenegger. Secondly, why or how how far did it go into about his secret son and how he had that secret relationship and son? I've they always been long- super curious on that. They didn't talk. I mean, he didn't talk about it in any detail, but they full blown. I mean, it it was a good chunk of the second, the third episode, I believe. But they actually and, talked about it for a minute. And gotcha. The funniest thing I've ever thought about that is when they show a picture of that boy 
How did no one look at that kid and go, I think his dad is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he yeah. looks so much like Arnold, it's not even funny. But I've never seen that uh, doc- documentary, so I was curious. Um, but no, it was really good. And, and he, uh, you know, he said, um, really cool line. He said, obviously, I made a mistake um, <clears throat> in doing this. But he said, I've, I've forced myself very early on to change the way I talk about this situation because, um, I wanted to have a relationship with Joseph and all these things. And I never want him to feel like he's a mistake or he wasn't wanted. And Love so that. it was, it was cool to see the dad in him be revealed. Cause he talks about his kids a lot. Um, and you see a lot of like B roll with him hanging out with his kids and stuff. And even Joseph and, and you see a lot more of the guy which is really, really, really cool. And sure, I mean, none of us are perfect, but you can tell that that in a lot of ways, as a personal human being, he he tried really hard in life to to do some good things. So it was a really cool thing to watch. That's cool. so. Sounds like a cool guy to hang in Vegas with if you're ever down there for a weekend. <laughs> <Is that indeed? laughs> you you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> I saw on a, like a TikTok or something, I saw, it might've been a clip from that documentary, but it was like his family was razzing Arnold for not owning a cell phone. And they were like, why don't you own a cell phone yep. or something yeah. like that? And he was like, I got an iPad with FaceTime. Why do we need a cell phone? <laughs> was that a part of the documentary? <laughs> yeah. uh, like I have an iPad and it has mm-hmm. FaceTime. <laughs> no, that was a uh, that was a news interview, but yeah, oh, I saw okay. that too, and that's re- it was yeah. really funny the way he talked about it. Unless what if somebody emergency. needs to get a hold of you? <laughs> I use a landline unless it's emergency. Only that's thing I really got for uh, weekly mustard is we have a little Google Home thing in our kids' room, and we use it as a white noise. You know, hey Google, play white noise, and we use it as a white white noise at night. And my playing kids white are now, noise, the movie. And now, <laughs> and now my kids. No, luckily I don't have a lot of stuff paid up on it. And my kids now have discovered that it will tell them jokes. It will tell them other fun facts and stuff like that. So now my kids talk to it like it's a human being in the room, you know, and they'll be like playing music and they'll be like, okay, Google, stop. And Google won't hear it properly. And so it'll say, what's that? You want to hear a joke? Then my son will be like, okay, Google, tell joke. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I discovered through Spotify I can play music through their Google Home. So my daughter was in the room and she was singing some song and I found the song on Spotify and I selected to play it and started playing that song. So she thought because she was singing the song, Google was playing the music for her and she was so amazed by it and Tucker was so amazed by it. Well, let me tell you about the next seven hours of my day, guys, (laughs) is my kids (laughs) singing to Google and me playing the music through my phone. And then finally, after the seventh hour, I'm like, hey, kids, this is me doing this. I'm doing this through my phone, blah, blah, blah. And now the magic, I think, would be gone. Nope, they still wanted to go another seven hours the next day with singing to Google and having the songs play back and forth to it. And uh, I've also learned that they're parody writers because one of their favorite songs is Radioactive by the Magic Dragons, not Imagine Dragons. They call them the Magic Dragons. And every time it comes up and they start playing Radioactive, they go, I'm ready to poop. Poop. It's too late I'm to call to the poop, judge, poop. John. It's too late to call the judge. <laughs> it's too late to call the judge. So whenever they do radioactive, they sing it. I'm ready to poop, poop. I'm ready to poop, poop. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, only, uh, only mustard I got for you guys is I went on a nice little camping trip with the family. And so I've been disappeared for the last few days. I uh, haven't had any cell phone service. Um, I also have trained my body. Now, we talk about bowel movements quite a bit, but I uh, trained, you know, I, I'm a healthy BMer daily, at least two or three times. Let's make that clear. When I'm going somewhere that I do not have access to a bathroom, my body knows it's time for hibernation mode. And so it shuts down. I can still eat food. I drink plenty of water, drink a little bit of booze, but I do not go number two. Let's fast forward to today. I am driving home. I have loaded up everything from the camping trip. My brain knows I'm going home. And so my body starts activating. And it's like, <laughs> all right. We warning, know going warning, home. warning. 
the tummy starts grumble, grumble. About, this is a two-hour. This is a two-hour drive home, and about an hour in, I am in physical pain because the lower intestines is now activated and it's ready to go. Uh, when I got home, I dropped a log into the toilet. You could hear it just go through the water and thunk against the bottom of the toilet. Hi-de-ho. I'm telling you, I was. Uh, it was good to be home, boys. So that's what I did before I so jumped on the podcast. Was it so forceful? You felt Bring the water it. splash back up at you. You were like, "Oh, oh, Poseidon's kiss!" No, 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 it happened. I did. I, I, I got a water kiss. It was a- now, <laughs> now, Jay. When you have when you have a poop like that, yeah, you automatically turn around to look at it to decipher. Is this going to even flush down the toilet? What just came out of me here? Absolutely, is absolutely. It, is it so big that part of it's sticking out of the water? Yes. It, I've had those. This one wasn't that. No, no. It flushed just fine. I cleaned myself up, flushed the toilet, uh, threw my chief's hat on, and sat down to record with you guys. Did uh, did you have to have a nurse check to see if you were dilated enough to go ahead and <laughs> and do that? <laughs> you are three centimeters dilated. I went You're in good blind. to go. It was dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> we just knew it was time to push, so... Whether seven, eight, or ten, we were going for it. You're on like the nurse's hotline or something like that, like the internet phone call with the nurse. Kate, call the doula. <laughs> Get the nurse on the phone. It's ready. <laughs> Who does number two work for? I will say this: it was one of those take the shirt off type of poops. So <laughs> shirt came off. I felt suffocated. I needed some breathing room. <laughs> oh. All right. On that note, we're gonna take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with hot potato. All right, cronies, let's play a little hot potato. Ow, that's hot. It's time to play Hot Potato. Brought to you by the Manchild Chronicles. Be careful, you might just get burned. If you're new to the show, Hot Potato is a game where we pull an actor or actress's name out of a hat and we go around and name movies that they have starred in. If you do not get a movie within uh, five seconds, give or take five seconds, you are eliminated. The last one to name a movie wins the round. We will go four rounds tonight. All right, a local man, Mr. Brad Pitt. Nice. Mm. Let's get the clock started with Bullet Train. Let's go with World War Z. Uh, Let's go with uh, The Lost City. Let's go with Ocean's Twelve. Let's get Ocean's Eleven there. Ocean's Thirteen. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Fight Club. Nice. Moneyball. Nice. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Already said. Already said. Already said. Oh, okay. Um, Ad Astra. Oh. Nice. Uh, Fury. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Challenge. Say, say it again, Ryan. Um, uh, uh, Thelma and Louise, I said. Thelma and Louise. <laughs> there you go, John. Easy one for you. Oh, come on. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> 
There you go. Oh, that's a good one, John. <laughs> um, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, nice. Watch your mouth. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Deadpool 2, where he had this cameo. Mm-hmm. So many Brad Pitt movies, and my mind's drawing a blank already. So, again. Oh, nut job. Challenge. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> All right, I'll look it up. <clears throat> I'll look up if Brad Pitt was a nut job. We've got some um we've got some animated movies still and some who, Oscar who uh who nominated this one or who challenged me on this one? John did. I did. Okay. Because it just so happens. Hold on. I'm I'm checking the IMBD to make sure because there's something I just seen that he was in this. He was not. That's why I'm double checking right away when I pulled up Brad Pitt nut job. It showed him. He's he's not in it, apparently. So uh, I guess I'm out. Um, so who's up with, then? Let's John. go with Legends, Legends of the Fall. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Son of a gun. Uh, what's in the box? Seven. Good one. Um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Mm. Uh, the Mexican. Mm. I'm thinking of... Um... It's Joe. Um, meet, meet, meet Joe Black. You like them Damon films? Um, Mega Mind. I'm out. Really, John? Um, there's still two that I thought you for sure knew about. You're out. I'm out. He's out. Okay. He said. Um, Troy. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that one. Um, killing them softly. Oh, what's the one where he does that stupid dance? Um, uh, burn after reading. The Tree of Life. Um... <clears throat> Allied. Line. <laughs> Line. I've got nothing. That was my final two. So is Michael win? Michael won. All right. There's some doozies in here. We got uh, Cool World, Interview with a Vampire, uh-huh. 12 Monkeys. The Double Zone, Seven Years in Tibet, being John Malkovich, Snatch. Try to black that out. Let's see. There's another animated one. Babel. Burn After Reading. Assassination of Jesse James. Happy Feet 2. 12 Years a Slave, Fury, The Big Short. Big Short. That was a good one. All right. Yep. Yeah, I, I, we did. We, we left some good ones on the board. Babylon. Did we say 12 Years a Slave? Nobody said it. Brian just did. I did. <clears throat> All right. Next one. And this one, Mike will start it off here. Here we go. Mr. Ben Affleck. I start. Yeah. Yeah. Good will hunting. Changing lanes. Chasing Amy. first pick. Armageddon. Um, the town. 
Michael's up next. Oh my gosh. The town. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um Batman versus Superman. Justice League. Pearl Harbor. Um uh Argo. Nice. Uh the accountant. Teen Wolf 2. Or Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Wait, no. He's not in that either. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, Say uh, uh, job. uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what I was thinking of. That's not a movie. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I beg to differ. It sure is a movie, pal. Challenge him, Mike? You gonna, are you going to challenge him or are you going to let it go? I'm going to let it go. <laughs> That's a smart move. Daredevil. Oh, nice. Um, reindeer games. Nice. Uh, Triple Frontier. Oh, such a good, such a good movie. Gone Girl. The Way Back. Oh, damn. Thanks, John. The best movie ever made. Geely. <laughs> um, uh, the sum of all fears. Dazed and confused. Uh, the tinder bar. Um, paycheck. That was literally the one in my head. Um, did anyone say Chasing Amy? I did, yes. You did. Did we say his other ones from that, like uh, Dogma? Nobody said that yet. Dogma. Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep, there it is. Live by Night. This is where I leave you and not the movie this time. <laughs> I'm out. Wasn't was he in This is where I leave you? I don't think so, but I'll look. Go ahead, Jay. Jay, you're up. Well, I, I wanted to know if Mike No, was you're trying that. to pause. You already said he's out. Let's he's go. not in the movie, Jay. Go. Stop trying to Try, stop trying okay. to take 45 seconds to think of a movie here. I'm I'm out. I'm done. There's a big one that we've missed. Damn. I know there is. Um, I'm struggling at this point. We've said so many. Oh. Um, nut job. Uh, I'm just going to end it with the flash. Ah, son of oh, God. nice, John. All right. What did we miss, Michael? Oh, we, we forgot about air. 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 Oh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hypnotic, Clerks 3, Deep Water, Last Duel, The Way Back, Last Thing He Wanted, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, uh, Live by clerks. Night. Claims he's he's uh, in, oh, he's in Suicide Squad because you see Batman for a brief moment. Oh, um, I'm Batman said that runner 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 to the wonder did we say the town yeah i did okay um extract. Yeah, we said a lot of them yeah we, wasn't we got he in, most of them. wasn't he in some rom like romantic comedy movies too i couldn't think of them maybe earlier on uh get geely uh-huh geely um did we say some of all fears i, I did don't yeah think we said oh did you okay you, I remember you said changing lanes. Yep. <clears throat> that it was that was literally the first movie that popped in my head. I don't know why. Oh, him and interesting. He uh, he was Joseph and Joseph King of Dreams. For him, I didn't know that. Boiler room. Boiler room. That was that's what movie. I was trying to think of. I was trying to think of that name of that movie. Is he and Buffy Vin the Vampire Slayer, Mike? Yes, he plays a basketball player in that movie. Yep, he's there. 
Just came on it. Yeah, we got most of them. Good job, everybody. <clears throat> All right, next round. Here we go. Here we go. Did John yeah. win that one? Yep. John, John got that one. off here. And we are going to go. Yeah, why does John start it off? Because it went. Oh, sorry. Jay starts it off. Julia Roberts. Oh. This we might all... be short. <laughs> um, okay. Jay, you're up. Am I just am I just good to go? Yeah. That's usually how it works, yeah. Perfect. Uh let's start off with a classic Julia Roberts movie. Uh Runaway Bride. Pretty Woman. Uh Steel Jonathan. Magnolias. Flatliners. Nice. Um Ocean's Eleven. Aaron Brockovich. Ocean's 12. Ocean's 13. Dang it. <laughs> I was hoping someone would get cute. Um, <laughs> sorry, Julia. I'm out. <laughs> Got it. Runaway Bride. Already said Already that. Said it. Oh. Mystic Pizza. Uh, eat, pray, love. Uh, I think it was with Denzel. Um, uh, the pe- Pelican brief. Pelican. Stepmom. Valentine's Day. You're out or nope, John's wrong? Uh, nope, I'm out. I think I'm out too. I can't think of another one. I'm out. And to win it, the Oh, Mexican. man, a movie I watch all the time. Dang it. Well, so who's looking them up here? What do we miss? Oh, man. We, there's, the, be a, yeah, lot there's a lot. Quite a few. Um, Hook. Hook. Oh, geez. I watch Hook with the kids all the time. Yeah. Son of a gun. Uh, your mirror. Fried uh, green lyric. tomatoes. Mm, I don't think so. No. I'm not seeing it. Um, Did you say Mystic Pizza? That was one of her first ones. Notting Hill. Um, John said the Mexican. Uh, uh, Confessions of a Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Wonder. Closer. The Ant Bully. Charlotte's Web. She was Charlotte. Um, Charlie Wilson's War, Duplicity, um, a bunch of random movies that Larry Crown with Tom Hanks said that already. Oh, um, we didn't do too bad. Flatliners, that was one of our breakthroughs. Flatliners, yep. Flatliners was awesome. Mike called that one. Oh, I watched that movie too young. Yeah, I hear y'all that one. <laughs> All right, last one. Here we go. I'll start it off. Please give me somebody I know right off the bat. All right. I feel like we've done this one. Try to find one we haven't done here. All right. Drew... Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. I'll start it off. E.T. Scream. Charlie's Angels. Uh, Charlie's Angels 2, full throttle. 50 First Dates. Wedding Singer. Um. Uh, never been kissed. Uh, blended. 
Thank you fever for the Adam Sandler. Fever pitch. Mm. When she cheated on Sandler. Yeah. Riding in cars with boys. Nice. One of my favorite animated movies growing up as a kid, Titan A. Uh, music and lyrics. Uh, I'm out. Whiplash. This is my last one, so don't come back to me. <laughs> uh, Batman Forever. Are you I'm out then, Jay? I'm out. John, what do you got? I'm out. Mike wins with Batman Forever? I, was she even in Batman Forever? Wasn't that Alicia oh, Silverstone? Yeah. No, she, she was, was in the background the in uh, Villains, Mistresses, or whatever. Did somebody say Scream? Yeah, John did. Scream. Okay. All right, uh, Firestarter. Oh, that's when she was a little kid. That's what I was trying to think of. Poison Ivy. Uh, ba- babes, in, babes in Toyland. Uh, Wayne's World 2. Duplex. Uh, Bad Girls. Let it rain. Ever After. Uh, Home Prize. Bad Girls. Donnie, Donnie Darko. Darko. Freddy Got Freddy Fingered. Got fingered. <laughs> Freddie got fingered. <laughs> she was in Whip It. John said that one. Oh. Yeah, we got... There's a few left. Most of them. All right. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The Manchild guys want to hear from you. Whether just to say hello, settle a debate between the guys, or even feedback or a topic point you want to discuss... Call 573-500-0122 today. That again is 573-500-0122. We're excited to hear from you. All right, cronies. We're going to do the Great Eight. It's time to play the Great Eight. Join the guys as they pick a topic, discuss, debate, then decide the best of the best. Get ready, because here we go. Tonight's grade eight is the worst video game movie adaptations of all time. We've tonight's, got more than eight. Yeah. <laughs> tonight's order, Mike, John, Ryan, and Jay. Mike, John, Ryan, and Jay. All right. Number eight, I'm going to go with Max Payne. Number seven, I'm going to put Assassin's Creed. Number six, Double Dragon. Number five, Street Fighter. Uh, Number four, Let's go with all the Resident Evil movies besides the first one. <laughs> Number three, Mortal Kombat 2. Is that the Annihilation one? Yes. Yep. yes. Number two, 1993's Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and number one, Alone in the Dark. There you have it. Some there's some bad video game movies. There's some good ones though. All right, jumping back so we can discuss number eight. Uh, Max Payne was a uh, really cool game. Um, very simple. Very, very cool game. 
Uh, very cool game. Uh, the thing that I liked about it is a lot of the the shooters um, got uh, kind of let things run away with having all these weapons and stuff like that. When you were Max Payne, you had a Beretta. And if you were lucky, you might have a few rounds of a shotgun. And yep. that was it. That's, That's it. it. That's all you got. And um, it was a fun game with a cool story. Um, uh, dark storyline. Dark oh, storyline. Very dark. Yeah. With the crying um, baby, and you're like mm-hmm. trying to walk through the thing and try to find it. There mm-hmm. was some dark stuff in that video game. And still the, enjoyed it. The very, very forward leaning satanic culture rituals in it yep. and everything, too. Yep. But uh, anyway, um, they tried to take it, and poor Marky Mark. Um, it was probably something he had to do to get to another movie or something. He, he probably had to do that to do the happening. Um, but, but it, the movie just fell flat. It wasn't interesting. It captured the vibe of Max Payne. I felt like they did a good job with that, but just wasn't, wasn't a good movie. So Not a that's good why, movie. that's why it's on the list at number eight. Number seven, I put in Assassin's Creed, the 2016 big budget movie starring Michael Fassbender and Marina Coulterard. Um, was made by Fox, and when Disney acquired Fox, they were in production for the sequel, and Disney said, yeah, no, we're good. And (laughs) (laughs) probably the one good thing that came out of the merger with Disney. Um, But overall, just a very boring movie for as... I guess of what it could have been based off the video game. Yep. Yep. Great video games. Love the open world concept. Love being able to go back in time and play. I mean, I still like several Assassin's Creed games. Movie was horrible. The it's interesting too, because, uh, there's a lot of games that you don't necessarily have. Excuse me. A lot of room to like, like you got to kind of be creative and sometimes being creative messes stuff up. Assassin's Creed had so much source material, it makes you wonder how they messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. All right, number six, 1994's Double Dragon. And who thought this could have been a bad movie when Double Dragon was an awesome video game and you get star-studded cast, Scott Wolf of Party of Five, Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss, and T-1000 Robert Patrick, and they managed to make it one of the worst of all time. Now, I, I don't remember the video game Double Dragon. What was that played on? I don't remember it. That was on Nintendo. And then I think it went to... Sega. I don't know if it... Probably went to Super NES, I'm guessing, after that. Was it Sega? I don't know. I can't remember. It was... I'm going to have to look up gameplay of that. I, I, I want to remember Double Dragon. I had the first one. It was good. It was a fun game. The movie is so good that after I finished Street Fighter, they recommended me to watch Double Dragon right afterwards. That's <laughs> well, how good I've the movie that. is. <laughs> i seen that. Yeah, it was Nintendo. It was on Nintendo. Nintendo? Yep. I'm going to have to look up some gameplay. Well, speaking of number five, John, Street Fighter, a movie that we just uh, reviewed this week. I felt like it deserves to be in the top eight of worst video game movie adaptations. Now, there's things you do and there's things you don't when you adapt a video game. And one thing you do is you get a lot of good fan service. And Street Fighter tried to do a lot of that. But like the very end scene when they all try to pose in front of the logo, like on the cover of the video game, and Jean-Claude Van Damme's got like his arms up in the air like this, and everyone has that stupid freaking pose going on. It's just like, why? Why would we do that? <laughs> that is how stupid that movie is. Mike? Mike, number four. <clears throat> number four. I used to go in first at ever. <laughs> uh, number four, I picked all the movies in Resident Evil besides the first one. Um, I loved the first loved the first Resident Evil, um, but it's one of those franchises that there's no ceiling, and that's not a good thing. Like the virus can continually evolve into whatever you want it to. It never dies. It There's no limit to the capacity of the T-virus. First Resident Evil, really, really good. Had some good actors in it. Terrible CGI toward the end, but it's passable because it was 
90s, early 2000s, whatever it was. But then after that, they just fell off a cliff. Just so much randomness and nothing that makes sense. And How so, many did they make? Wasn't it like eight or nine? I don't think it's that many. I think it's five or six. I remember a seven. I think they were going toe-to-toe with Fast and the Furious for a while. I think they got up to eight. Let's see. Because they even did like a two-parter or something like that. How many Resident Evil movies? We have a listener right now that's that's just sitting there yelling. They did eight of them! They did eight of them! (laughs) Resident Evil movies in order. Uh, so we have Resident Evil 2002, Resident Evil Apocalypse 2004, Resident Evil Extinction, Resident Evil Extinction 2007, Resident Evil Afterlife 2010, Resident Evil Retribution 2012, and Resident Evil The Final Chapter 2017. Two, four, six. Six. But then they did Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Welcome to Raccoon City. So seven Resident Evil movies, six with the Mila Djokovic. Djokovic. How do you say her last name? Djokovic. I thought it was Djokovic. Djokovic. <laughs> Thank you, John. John always helps with last names. Thank you, John. Uh, number three, we put yeah. the the uh, franchise killing Mortal Kombat Annihilation up on the list. Um, <laughs> as far as yep. worst video game adaptations go. This one could easily be the cherry on top of whatever pie or cake you like to eat. It is garbage. And if you haven't seen it, please do. (laughs) I think it's funny that two of the movies we've reviewed on Movie Roulette have made this list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Number two, the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. What could go wrong? You make a Mount Rushmore video games. You're putting Super Mario Brothers on there. You have a star-studded cast, John Leguizama, Dennis Hopper, Bob Hoskins off of off of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. What could go wrong? Everything in this movie, because they didn't follow it at all, <laughs> according to the video game. It was absolute garbage. I remember going there as a 12-year-old, so excited to go to this movie, and probably the first movie I went to that I was so disappointed after walking out. Hey, guys, guys, you know how Mario has, like, color... And is happy and gives you all these warm feelings. What if we did the exact opposite of that? Hear me out. Hear me out. Super Mario meets Blade Runner. (laughs) Now, now the funny thing about that movie is the director was like an independent filmmaker. And this was like his first big production movie for Hollywood. And like he made independent films. So everybody says that he had this whole other idea of a movie out there. Like, he wanted to make this dystopian future-type movie, and he wanted the studio to fund it. They wouldn't fund it unless he did the Super Mario Brothers. So what he did was just merge the two together, and that's why it's like this. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What was he thinking? (laughs) Well, I'm going to take my idea and insert it into Super Mario Brothers. You want me to make this and uh, not my movie? Well, you're going to get my movie whether you like my movie, and it's going to be the Mario Brothers. Oh, so anyways, choice. Thank you, Illumination, for uh, uh, redoing it after all these oh. years with the hot animated movie you did. Yes. Totally yes. saved the day. Um, and number one, this is a movie that I hope John remembers. I know we watched it um, when we were growing up. Alone in the Dark. You know, you can't go wrong with Christian Slater. And I'm like, dude, we have to watch this Christian Slater movie. I just, you know, we had fallen in love with a broken arrow. So come on, Tara Reed, Christian Slater. It is a horrible movie. Just awful. I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but it's really bad. I understand now why Tara Reed had to go do Sharknado. I'm... I'm glad you shouted out Alone in the Dark because probably not a lot of people have watched this, but when it comes to video game adaptations, there's one director who is the most notorious for murdering video game adaptations, and that is the director from Germany, Yui Boll is his name. He has directed Alone in the Dark. He has directed In the Name of the King. Every movie he has made that's based off a video game has been a huge flop. Uh, he did a Far Cry movie. That was not good. Um, 
Mm. Let me see what others I can pull up by him real quick. Why do people keep letting him do these movies? <laughs> he did He did House of the Dead. He did House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain, and The Name of the King, Polestool, Far Cry. And finally, they said, stop doing video game adaptations. I don't know where this millionaire or billionaire is getting all his money to keep making these movies, but he is like the worst director in the history of directors. And... That's Thank funny. you for ruining video game movies. That's funny. All right. Cronies, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on all our social media pages. Join us on our Discord. Like and subscribe and uh, hit the bell on our YouTube page. Make sure you're listening to our sports podcast where you can get all your information for the upcoming season and some fantasy advice as well. Until next time, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.